in tech. We have reached the end of the year. It's the end of 2021. And yeah, it seems like this year has gone by pretty well. It's uh, for no, no, it's gone by pretty fast for the most part. I think, uh, in general, I think just because it really wasn't much different from twenty twenty. But for yep, well, another part, dumpster fire. <laughs> um, Maybe for you guys, but I had a blast this year. Um, well, no, it was in general. It wasn't like a bad year. It just it, it just went by fast because there wasn't a whole lot of changes in the world. I guess you could say. So when that happens, time just seems to move a little faster because it's like the day, same thing day to day. Yeah, you do some cool things here and there, but it just moves, you know what I mean, pretty fast. So, I mean, that's what it is, though. I mean, but so since this is the end of the year, though, we are going to do this whole podcast is more of a freeform podcast. So everybody knows we're going to get into our favorite things. We were we used to do lists and stuff, but that's very like, I don't know. I find it very like trivial because we're just reading somebody else's list of like, oh, what's the best stuff of this oh, year? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's nice, but that might be not our opinion. Uh, what do we really like? We've covered a number of topics out this year. So what do we really remember is what I want to get at. Um, like how many things really stuck out to us? How many things do we still remember that we talked about that really like, you know what I mean? Nothing. I have to look <laughs> that shit up. Oh, wait, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. That's the idea. You have to remember them. Guess what? Hmm. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I have a memory disability. How dare uh, you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. The things that stand out for me have nothing to do with, like, what happened in the world. Well, for me, it was more aligned to a year of what did happen in the world that we don't know. That we don't know? That we don't know. Anyway, it's a whole discussion. But, ugh. <laughs> well, it's not about what you want. <laughs> Oh. It's about what we want. We're the Tech Prime Group, not Tech Prime Nate's balls. Tech Prime Media. Let's get it right. Anyway. <laughs> media. Either way, we're we're a team. We're not the left and right nut to you, the dick. No. Oh. Anyway. So this has been obviously one crazy of a year. We got some of like. Well, I'll get into it later. Uh, one of the best comebacks of a TV series ever done, I think, so far. Well, I'll get to that in the second half. We got a new studio. We got a new studio. We got a new name. We got a new name. We got a lot of broken hopes and dreams, if you consider all the shows I was hoping for. That took <laughs> <out there. laughs> like, uh, I'm not kidding, dude. There's a I, lot of I, shows I was I, excited about. Yeah, I, 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 just... I tried watching Cowboy Bebop again, and I cannot do it. It's just it's garbage. It's just such garbage. <laughs> I, you're not allowed you're not allowed to talk about Cowboy Bebop because you're being hypocritical. Mm. All I can they say is... Much, the... They change as much crap in that show that they do in real time, and you're praising one and not the other. And they're both done poorly. All I can say <laughs> is the, the first episode went pretty good with the first episode of the anime. Yeah, that, that's the point. No, they, they were no, fine no, like no. I watched both. No, no, okay, no. The reason why is because in the anime, it isn't as goofy. Uh, Spike is a lot more cold. He's very yeah. like he's very uh, stoic. No, I know that. Where in the show he's very like. Doo, doo, doo. Well, that's it's like that's, no, that's the actor. It's it's bullshit. It's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not Spike. They're not gonna hit it right on though. That's not. Yeah, but all you have to do is just don't show emotion. Uh, tell the actor don't show emotion. Yeah, you know Spike, what Spike, me Spike is a very stoic character. You know what it reminds me of it reminds me of this show where 
the character and everything about it is about this character named Rand. And yet, he only gets about 4% of TV time because they're too busy jerking off the females in the show. Which is exactly the same as the bad direction they gave to, to Cowboy Bebop. So let's not talk about either one because it's hypocritical for, for you to defend one and not the other when they both butcher the source material for their own games. You may like the real time, but they both they both fuck with the source material beyond a belief. It's insane how much they screw with it. Well, I would say the Can diff- I tell you they make his girlfriend the bad guy at the end? Yeah, I know, I know. No, trust me, I know. Um, oh, spoilers. No, I trust <laughs> I don't care about the spoilers because the show's crap. No, um, no, <laughs> no, the reason why, the difference is that, like, nobody likes that show. Uh, like, uh, Dude, the people and- who are defending real time, though, are people who are either not fans of the books or like you, who are so fanatical about the books that they they don't want to admit that they've done something wrong with the show. They they want it's not that they're fanatical about the books, but they wanted to see the show so bad that they refuse to admit that they have completely changed. It's it's literally not Wheel of Time anymore. Well, it's it, a different story with the same characters. Well, this is how like it's it, to gauge how bad that last episode is. So Brandon Sanderson did a live watch on YouTube. Him and uh, the guy from the Dusty Wheel both watched the last episode live as it when it first went on Amazon. And Brandon Sanderson, like, so everybody knows, he's like, I wasn't allowed to actually give input on this episode. They wouldn't let me. I don't think they took his input on any episode, though. Because if they, if he was in the writing room, when they, they he, and they sat down and they were like, all right, so we're going to open the show with the women's circle. He would have been like, I think as fans, I, I'm positive Brandon Sanderson would have said, I think for the fans, you should open it the way the book opens. Which yeah. is either with the, the thing with them, um, Lose Thelmon? Yeah. No. No, I am, but Grim, that's one thing, that's the other thing I did like about that last episode. The cold open was the best one because I've always wanted to see the Age of Legend in reality and it looked perfect. I was like, oh, I can't, because you know they're 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 doing three movies in the Age of Legends. Nate, my argument is not that they can't change stuff. That that was awesome. My argument is that they change too much. Yeah. And it was for stuff that wasn't needed. So, for example, when you get to that part where they do the the whole the, the end of episode eight where they fight the Trolloc army, yeah, you can't explain a reason to me why it wasn't ran. There's no reason at all. You should have had him have that little engagement with um Isamel, yeah, and then while he's in the middle of that, because he has so much immense power. Maybe like he can maybe like to the background they can see the Trolloc army and he kind of just flicks his hand and blows it up like he does in the books. Yeah, that and would. That's be, what. Yeah. And then that's what makes Ishamel, Ishamel, whatever the fuck his name is. Ishamel. He goes, okay, I got to be a little more cautious here, and he leaves. Well, there was no reason to give the girls that moment, except for the fact that they want to fuck everything up, especially with Nynaeve. Well, mass cure wounds in the fourth episode. <laughs> I know. And then, Egwene fucking resurrects her from the dead in the last episode. No, I thought that... Not even the Dragon Reborn I, has that power, dude. Well, he does near the end of the books, but... No, he doesn't resurrect anybody from the dead, Nate. Well, That's the point. Like, he has to accept that he can't bring anybody back, ever. Yeah, no, I know. He um, never brings anybody back from the dead. Well, um, yeah, no. So, so it's basically wheels. Well, based on no, the wheel of time. It's, it's, no, <laughs> no, the, 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 there's a part at the end of the books. It's the most, it's the second most gut wrenching part in the whole series because you you read all these books, 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they, they I, created a massive loophole. Now they have to fuck uh, with the whole thing. Well, I think they're just going to say that Nynaeve wasn't completely dead. I certainly hope so, because if not, like, that scene is so great. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think, though, uh, that episode eight at the end of it with the part with Rand actually reminded me more, not of the end of the wheel up, uh, uh, end of Eye of the World. It ended actually a lot more of Memory of Light. Um, instead, because it see, I think he actually took some parts from that to actually put that scene together. <clears throat> so, like I said, that's just bad writing. And don't say he because Brandon Sanderson did not do this. No, I'm not Ralph. And then they did everything they wanted, and they didn't take his advice. Well, this Let's is be real well. Here. No, I guess he uh, during that live stream he actually said a few more things. Um, so he did advise Raph. He said, "I really wouldn't give Parent a wife." I, he's like, "I think that's a bad idea. Don't do it." And he went and did it anyway. That's what I'm saying. I can, so like, he's trying to be. Dude, Brandon Sanders is a nice guy. He's trying to be nice, but let's be real. He was like, you're changing too much stuff, people. I like some of your changes, but you can't do all of them or else people are going to be mad. And and Raph or whatever was like, fuck you, woman power. <laughs> like, if you're a hardcore fan of the books, don't you watch that intro and go, why didn't I see any of the guys? Why mm. is that intro about nothing but the I said I? You only half the story, dude. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to get more into the media in a minute, uh, about an hour or so, uh, but we're going to get into <laughs> gaming. So uh, for this next little bit, we're going to get into absolutely some of the guests, best games we've played. Uh, we'll also get into uh, Grimm's refresh on like this whole new campaign, because that's one of the things that happened this year. We ended one D&D campaign and started a whole new one. Mm -hmm. And I'm already starting another one because people want to play a lot. Well, there is that, dude. Yeah. Um, so hey, man, I understand you can't play all the time. That's why I'm, this is the <clears> solution. <throat> they make you miss like sessions and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, want to make people miss sessions, so this is a much better solution. So I would say you can just go around. So Grim, what would be the most the game that you remember the most this year, like that really stuck out, and why? See, here's the problem, dude. You can say that, but I'm like, it would be Fantasy Grounds Unity, but that's not really a game. That's just me working on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I didn't game much this year. I really liked Tales of Arise, but I have a long way to go. I'm not even close to finishing that. I only played like 10 hours of that game. You did um, a lot of writing this year. I, I thought, Not really writing, but maps. The other stuff is easy. Like, dude, I'm going to take this weekend, and I'm going to have the entire session for next week done. Like, the, the, the rats and all that shit. It's the map making that takes my time because I like to make them look good and I constantly retry. Yeah, um, yeah. I think overall the game, the game that really stood out this year would be two. It would be Naraka, but then I fell off of that because Super People is literally PUBG better. The only problem with it is they got to work on damage ratios and classes, but Super People's fucking dope, dude. If you play PUBG. It don't sleep on this game. It moves better. It runs smoother. Everything about it is better. It, but mm. it feels like PUBG, so you still have that <clears throat> tactical shit that you get from PUBG. One problem I have with uh, Naraka right now, it's not even the game. It's their their commercial for the whole Bruce Lee thing. What about it? Yep. It makes it seem like it's a fighting game. It is a fighting game. No. I mean, it's a... It yeah, does, it's it, a fighting game. It, <laughs> it, no, it makes it seem like it's like a, a fight game. Like, fight! And you fight, and because oh. it says KO it right at the end. 
Like like a fighting I game. I don't know. I, I see it as a fighting game, but I don't know. No, it's it's, it's a battle royale. <laughs> the reason why I haven't played the Bruce Lee thing is because I found out that he's not a character. I want an No, no, he's not a character. character. No, he's not a character. I want a fucking Bruce Lee. I don't want to play as a skin you Bruce can, Lee. You can I get... want to run around Bruce Lee and people. Yeah, no, I know. You can get like the nunchucks and stuff. Which I don't I don't really agree with them adding the nunchucks because that's not a real weapon, but that's what it is. Um Dude, no, Bruce Lee made it a real weapon. N- yeah, not really, but anyway. <laughs> like, I'm on board with them doing crossovers, oh. but I would like them to do a bunch of them. It would be super dope if they were like, all right, we got Bruce Lee. Chuck Norris is still alive. Let's get a copy of Chuck Norris from from that movie. Um, mm. uh, What one's it called? Return of the Dragon? The, the first Bruce yeah. Lee movie with him in it. Yeah. Get him into it so that you can have people running up against each other as Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee. Call yeah. out Jackie yeah. Chan. Give me some fucking Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. No, 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 no. They need to add Chuck Norris to super people and the Chuck Norris character from Delta Force. <laughs> that would be awesome. And, and his, <laughs> his, his you and you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that Chuck uh, Norris is terrible, dude. And I love it. I, I love the Delta Force movies when I was younger. Oh my god. It's so stupid. Dude, <laughs> I got something for you, man. Oh. Go watch Riff Tracks. They got a couple of Chuck Norris movies for Riff Tracks, and it's goddamn hilarious. Oh jeez. Oh. And if you don't know what Riff Tracks is, it's like it's Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well It's the guys who did it. But they don't have the rights to the robots, so it's just their voices, but it still feels like you're watching the robots. Like, it's all the dudes who did the voices, Mike Nelson and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. No, Naraka really did have yeah, so a... that's what stands out for me, dude. It really, yeah. So, Bazinga. I haven't played many games this year. Just haven't played many games. Super no. People. Did Super People and Naraka and... Uh, that's about it. That's <laughs> like seriously. <coughs> I, I had I had games played with my heart. And that's <coughs> you, about it. You played Fortnite with Bo a couple times. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, it. like I like you said, games played with his heart. Fortnite <laughs> makes you think it loves you, and then it rips your balls off. <laughs> like, well, <clears throat> I haven't played that in a while. Well, Fortnite's Bo. terrible. Don't ever play Fortnite again. <laughs> oh, you, dude. I will literally disown you. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah, that's just. A, I don't know. I don't. Get well, that. I got to do something while you're making maps. So yeah, dude, super I people. Play that game every, I, I play. It, I can't play it every night. He doesn't like to play by himself no. because then he knows how bad he is. Yeah. He likes to feel good because I carry his punk ass. I'm happy if I get a kill. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm no. I'm not much better, dude. Actually, no. I'm not gonna lie. No. No. Oh last, my god. Last night. Last night. He was raging on these people. I, I was oh, like, oh my god. Oh my I'm like, these god, guys are gonna so get like get his address or something, Christ. <laughs> this game, oh god. Um if I remember correctly, basically one of our teammates was running his mouth to me while I was bid carrying his dead body. <laughs> I, 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 I was body. surrounded. I was surrounded by four fucking people, and I literally downed three out of four of them before I got killed. And while I was doing it, the guy was telling me I was bad. And oh. I was like, literally like fucking Rambo through these people to get to his dumbass who got shot out in an open field. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, you're not that good. And he's like, obviously better than you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
obviously better than you. And the guy we the other guy we don't know was like, Oh homeboy said he was obviously better than you. <laughs> it was great. I was like, Oh my oh. god. And while I was running my mouth, I was still killing people. So I'm like, I'm obviously better than you, pop. No, no, so far super people is fairly. It's it's a decent game. It just needs some optimization. It it it's I, I it's with my computer. I'm hung up on that shit. It I is, think they really like they really need to take away the nukes and the airstrike. I like using them, but I think they need to be taken away. And the yeah. nuke is actually really fair now, dude. If you're inside a building, it does like 25% damage. Mm. It barely hurts if you're in a building now. Yeah, but like okay, yeah, but I'm comparing like the nuke to uh, like the teleport. Like come on, that's like <laughs> Yeah, but the dude, I if you if you use the teleport right, you can literally kill people instantly. Like, it's it's hard to use the, it's hard to use the no, teleport. There's no delay with the with the teleport. So you teleport and as you're coming out, you're firing before they can fire at you. So okay. you can literally down someone before they even get a shot off with the teleport. Okay. Yeah, but to use the teleport, you have to look at the map and oh, it's a pain oh, in the ass. Okay, okay, let's go to back harassment. The nuke compared to the super slide. Again, uh, like I said, you're not playing enough because if you play the other classes, what the super slide is is set up for is rapid advancement. So, for example, the game I just played in, I ran across an open field where there was no cover using the super slide, and I got close enough to down two people in like four seconds before I got killed. All right. Well, like I, the I, super slide is literally designed so that if you need to cross open spaces when when the circles coming in on you, it's guaranteed easy mode. Oh, oh, yeah. I would agree with you if it was a week ago, but the nuke has been reduced in damage so much that unless you're out in the open, and if you're out in the open, it has to hit right on top of you to kill you. Yeah. Like, they, they've set it up where it just does not kill you instantly. Yeah, but I've been in end circles where it is just the open area. There's nowhere to yeah, go. Yeah, but that's the end. Yeah, but you're talking about, like, before the nerf. Mm. Like, now that it's nerfed, it just won't kill you unless it lands right on top of you. Wow. Um, and okay, so the nuke compared to the remote car starter. Well, again, the remote car starter means you can you're free. You don't have to worry about the circle ever or the water ever. Like you have complete map control with that thing, because basically, if you drop it into water, you get a you get a, a boat, and if you drop it on land, you get a car. Oh, you get so a boat? Like, I didn't know that. Yes. So no matter what your team situation your team is in. You can get away, like, you can never be trapped behind the circle or even trapped in, like, an ambush because vehicles are not easy to kill in that game. So, like, imagine if you're in a death trap and you just drop that car. Now everybody jumps in, you just drive out. Okay, but what about Solo? Well, uh, you're talking about a different situation, but in Solo, it's the people that just drive around in circles. Like, obviously, it's not as good in Solo, but I think that game is actually built for team play anyway in comparison to other battle royals, hmm. I think they specifically built it for team play. Hmm. Like, I'm not saying they're all better or worse, but <clears throat> everyone you've named has had, actually has a pretty good practical use. I just, the ones that I disagree with are like, like, for example, the, the shotgun expert. Yeah. He's only useful at the end of the circle. Yeah. Because any other time you're you're at too much of a range for it to be useful. And he should have a move that lets him get in close. Yeah. I think rapidly. The, But I also think like the flamethrower guy is like way overkill too. Like he hits you with that thing, you're dead. You're just dead. It does yeah, it does too much damage. But that I don't know if it's been nerfed yet. That that needs a nerf. I'll give you mm. that. That definitely needs a nerf. Yeah. There are balance issues. I'm not disagreeing. There there are multiple balance issues in that game. Yeah. But the the, the nuke is no longer the balance issue. That's been nerfed to the ground. And mm. now they got to move on to the other stuff. 
The sniper is broken as fuck. I feel like a goddamn god with the sniper rifle. Oh, yeah. No, no. I agree with you. I think... And I'm not that good at that game. I uh, hate to break it to you. Um, I think it needs to be, like, at most you can get 100% uh, damage, but it has to be a headshot or chest shot. Yeah, the, the 100% should be like that, but, like, if they have anything above, like, purple or above on their head or on their body, you should not be killing them in one hit, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and true. it's, like, I literally am hitting people in the toe with a fucking epic machine, uh, epic uh, sniper rifle and dropping them instantly. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was a god that game. You're I like, felt like the best player in the world. Shooting like at the sky and it boom hits. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I'm running across the field and I just jump and fire and I'm like one down. <laughs> 360 no scope. <laughs> just like 360 no balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's. Uh, I think they need to fix some of the uh, the the way you drop. What do you mean? It, it doesn't work as good as PUBG. That's all I can it, say. Works, it works better I than PUBG because it just doesn't feel like it's moving forward. If you okay, so you can move forward pretty easily. But the one thing I found to drop fast, it's really easy without actually having to cut yourself. You hit um, shift. Then, well, you can hold shift, but don't let go of shift. Even when you just pull your parachute, uh -huh. your parachute will literally point downward, and you can just slow. You can glide down instead yeah, of just dropping. I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking and about it like, works great. I'm talking about when you uh, like say you have a long way to fly. Okay, but you wouldn't want to drop. You want you want to drop whole like when there's an incident where there's like a bazillion people dropping there, and you want to oh shit, we're gonna turn around and go over here. Well, that's there, bad planning. It, it's not bad planning. It's you don't know they're gonna drop there, but like it doesn't feel it like is, you're moving forward. Pitching. Yeah, it's because with 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 like PUBG, you swing and it will move you forward. This does it just you're just going down. Yeah, because that's not gonna work. <laughs> you can't swing your way. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can do that in a parachute. How do you think they move? They, they don't swing, but they 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 literally use. Oh this. yeah, they do that. Yeah, but this is just you're just going down. And yeah, you're moving forward a little bit. They just, they kind of get right up in that ass. Oh. <laughs> but, no, dude, I, I think the biggest issue with the dropping is that you, you can't get the distance you'd like. But uh -oh. I like that I can cut free from, like, 50 feet in the air and not take any damage. Yeah. I like that sort of stuff. I think the game is very good, and I'm excited to keep playing it. End of story. And they I'm keep... I'm going to argue with you fuckers about it. They keep uh, posting things about like uh, we're working on the, the the hackers are getting worse and worse. We're working, doing everything we can. Yeah, I know, well, but that's of course. that's but the only thing. As that, it becomes popular, it's game over. Yeah, yeah that's the only thing that's problem with it. That's the yeah. So, but the hack the hacking stuff is not bad. Like I'm not coming across anywhere near as many as I was in other games mm. at this point in the game. Yeah, but like at this point too, it's got like two million players now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's nowhere near as bad as the other ones, so that's a plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll just have to say goodbye. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Super people, you were so great until you became retarded hacker people. <laughs> well, it's eventually going to happen. It's just not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no uh, way you can make it popular enough so that it, like, to mess with the popularity so that it's at the sweet spot where you have enough players, mm. but not anybody cheating. What sucks is... Yeah. uh they they have that weird launcher type thing because mm -hmm. uh china just banned steam yeah i know so now they have that's that's a way around it so oh that's why that's where yeah 
Um, no, but I. They also ban freedom, so I'll be happy if they win. Um, so, yeah, I think one way would be doing, even though this is a very convoluted way of doing it, trust me, I don't think it's a great way, but it could be one way um, to deal with the hackers. Have your program set up so it can detect hackers uh, while you're playing it. Like, detect changes in the code if you come across somebody. But instead of, like, obviously them just killing you, it upgrades you. Like, say you come across a hacker, it automatically makes your guy invincible. But I thought like hack the hackers was just like it was like overlays. How can they see that code changes yeah, with overlays? It, it's stuff like being able to know where people are and then like stuff that uh, moves their mouse for them and shit. So they no, don't have to worry about no, there are definitely coaches like in Iraqa. I've ran into more than one person. I have landed like three full combos on, and their their bar didn't move. So oh, so they 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 got some hacks that that literally they have to install into the game and they're invincible. Over, yeah, like overwrite stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I think uh, I don't. We haven't dropped too often near water, but I'd like to see some more water game part of it because it's like we haven't had a oh shit we have to swim across this massive lake to get through type of thing. <laughs> that's because I I have learned from my PUBG days. <laughs> I do not put us in that situation. Are there any boats that you can drive? Yes, there's boats. There are? Yeah. I've seen the yachts, but I don't know if you can yeah, jump they're in they're everywhere. Them. It's just I'm not fucking going. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no I play the game right. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I really like when we're, we're, when we're in PUBG and we jump in the little dinghy and we're going around <laughs> oh. the circle and stuff like that. <laughs> well, that map's a lot bigger. It's all that no, okay. That's, like, that's he just likes jumping on little dinghies. Dude. Yeah, that, that, I would say that'd be the only criticism so far I really have after playing uh, Super Peel for about a couple weeks is the map is too small. But but it's actually not when you realize it's, it's, it's like huge. It's just you don't get the whole map every game. Yeah, no, like I know, I know, maps. I know. But I think it should. The, I think it should start like PUBG. Start with the whole circle. Start with the whole map, mm-hmm. and then reduce it. Every time. Yeah, but here's the problem. It, it that wouldn't work in that game because the trade-off in that game is that there's so much shit for cover and to hide behind. Like yeah. you have trouble finding people in those small fucking circles. That circle is not huge. No, but I know. It's still rough to find people because there's so much good cover and you can move around so tactically. Yeah, I had, well, I had the same criticism for Firestorm and for uh, in Battlefield. It was a huge, huge map, but they would start you in this tiny circle. I'm like, there's a giant map here, guys. <laughs> I did notice. So one of the things I said when we, we, him and I were playing the other day was uh, that you should they should they they need to make it so you have to like open closets and open drawers and stuff to find that stuff. Yeah, I did notice that there was some stuff on tables yesterday. Yeah, they are. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They've updated some of that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if you had to actually like, actually search for it. Yeah, instead of just lying around. It's like, damn, these people live very dangerously. <laughs> All these freaking guns everywhere. We 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 were kind of RPing like, man, what's with these poor helicopter drivers, man? They go home, and they, you know, they get paid to drop these people off into a war zone, and they they you know they go home without a conscience, you know, yeah. they on their conscience that all these people are going to die. Hey, they get a nice million dollar paycheck. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. They're okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What the fuck? Right. They're, they're mentally disturbed people. That's the way of the world. <laughs> Just let them be. It's what it is. Anyway. Um, for me, so for me, uh, I would say the definitive game of the year is Guilty Gear Strive. Guilty Gear Strive is easily one of the best fighting games I have ever played, ever. Um, and I've played uh, so many fighting games. Like it, it's so complex. Um, 
and Guilty Gear is known for that. Um, for the in general, to be, it's not as complex as Melty Blood or um, Undernight Inverse. Uh, that's, I could I could tell you their website is spot on. I keep throwing words. I don't know who these things. What these things are. <laughs> um, well, they're the other. Well, they're the people like French Bread helps make Guilty Gear, but they're their own developer too. Um, who the fuck is French Bread? They're the ones that make uh, what do you got that make Undernight Inverse and uh, Melty Blood. Um, it sounds like dinner or something. French bread with some melty blood. But no, like there, like there is always constant updates to the up to the balance of the game. Like everything, it's just they are really and it had one of the biggest um, submissions for a uh, Evo for a new game, like in history, pretty much, which is crazy. Um, I don't play fighting games anymore, but it's cool. Uh, and like, so, and the big thing for me this year is I got into, I changed over cause forever I use either, like I was using an arcade stick for a good portion of the time. Um, or I would use a PS4 controller. Um, and before that'd be a PS3 controller, PS2 controller, that kind of thing. Um, no, then, uh, from obviously then I found out like there's a company called Hitbox, but before Hitbox was a thing. Um, there were people that were already making these style controllers. Um, Hitbox just got the name because they were the first, uh, I guess you could say, branded one that you could actually buy from a store of that style controller. And it really took off. And now that kind of style controller is called Hitbox, even though it's called an all-button controller, even though they were already around. And then they made a variant called the Mixbox. And a lot of other people started making their own variants. And now that style controller has taken off like crazy, like in the last like year and a half. And you can find them in a lot of places like the one we did a review for on YouTube uh, called the Verse Fighter, uh, which is easily, I love that goddamn controller. I will never go back to playing with a, you know, a what do you call it, with arcade stick or a regular PlayStation controller. Like it's like, it is night and day after your memory, like your muscle memory conforms to that style of controller. It is, you can never miss a fucking move. Um, it is, you're like, it's perfect inputs every time. Um, and it's absolutely great. And then the fact that the last update to that verse fighter, um, that the developer did, like made it like almost it was like it's like zero input lag. It is so well done now. It runs absolutely great. Um and obviously it runs absolutely great out of the box on the switch as well. Um you do have to or on the Xbox, you do have to get a dongle to use it on the PS4, which I have, uh, which works great as well. But the learning curve, like for learning that style of controller, like it, ah, I can't wait. I'm trying to wait to like the, like phrase it. It's it is. It's a big learning curve. When you start using it, you're like, this is really fucking weird. This is really strange. And then when you start actually doing the combos and learning the moves, and your muscle memory actually sets in, um, you realize how fast you get these things done. Um, to the point where I was like moving doing combos way too fast and that's kind of a negative because it won't register you have to actually time it properly why do i feel like if i played him i would just kick his fucking ass um, and then all this would be bullshit <laughs> so it's absolutely like, yeah, i mean and for a to play a character like chip sanif who's a character who is a he's a he is the meaning of a glass cannon pretty much because he can get killed in like just a few hits like he is like i'm down to half bar in just just the tiniest combo um but he moves like lightning um For so someone who has no defense 
it's crazy that you would even use that character. He's been my favorite character since the first Guilty Gear, so. Yeah, but in my in my entire life, of all the people I've ever played fighting games with, you are the least defensive capable person I've played with. Um. And you're using a character that is like, look at me, come beat me real quick, please. Well, no, but he's not the, I also, like in Street Fighter, I play as Akuma, who is also the glass cannon of Street Fighter. He hits like a truck, but if you hit him, he'll get, pretty much die. Um, but with, uh, what do you call it? With Chip, though, you have to move super, super fast. Like, across that screen, back and forth, up and down, left and right. You just have to constantly be moving. And if you can catch people, well, they're done, pretty much, because they're not catching you. <laughs> that's that's kind of how the character works. I can tell you I did buy Cyberpunk yesterday. Oh. I haven't played it, but I did down, buy it. I did buy it. <laughs> you did buy it. I, I got to get another SSD. I got to get an SSD for games because, like, all these games we're playing now keep saying, oh, you should use an SSD. Yeah, you should. I, I don't have one, so I, I have one for the... Depressing, dude. Yeah, I have, I have two we SSDs have for games now. Yeah, I have two SSDs for, for what? games now. Well, they were going to do a multiplayer mode. Oh, I know. Whoever you do now. Like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Will because yeah. of, like... That would have been really fun. all the, the controversy around well, it. Well, no, just, like, SSDs are essential, like... Um, mechanical drives are really good for just storage. Yeah. Um, uh, like I, when I'm doing editing, I make sure the files are on an SSD while I'm editing, uh, especially 4K footage, mm -hmm. because if you use it on a mechanical drive, it, the buffering is fucking slow. Oh yeah, it's terrible. You have to use an SSD. Yeah, I just uh, haven't had to until now to use the uh, with games. So mm. now the now the games are saying you should install this on an SSD. Yeah, like Naraka does, Super People does. Mm -hmm. It's probably one reason that it takes so so long for it to open on my computer. Oh, you don't have it. Yeah, mine is not on there either, so don't worry about it. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, no all my yeah, I have a two terabyte and a one terabyte, and but I have this games. weird like glitch that when I'm playing, and it only happens in Super People, the 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 monitor shuts off and then turns back on, like it loses signal the fuck yeah it, i don't know it's it's a weird bug that's really strange like we'll be in the middle of the game literally last minute we were in the middle we were like it was neck and neck him i and like one other guy and i'm like all right you're going around that way i'm going around this way screen off <laughs> mike and then I, the screen turns out i'm dead i'm like fuck are you kidding me you gotta be shitting me literally it had to do it this moment in time oh it's it bullshit yeah, look at the bright side. You would have been dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it's funny because the one thing that obviously I so we brought that up in the video when we did about the verse fighter with uh, Daigo's controller uh, that he made the hitbox he made where it allowed him to do two inputs at the same time, and he was banned for that. Obviously, he was kicked out of the tournament. Um, and, yeah. Um. Well, no. This is the thing, though. Okay, so he was kicked out of that tournament. Multiple people have made videos. Um, granted, I understand. I think he should have been kicked out of the tournament, but I think anybody with a PS4 controller or a PS5 controller should be kicked out as well. Um, because you can actually do that on a, most people have made the videos. You can do the same exact thing he did on a PS4 or a PS5 controller easier. Um, because the inputs for directional and analog don't interact. So you can actually do left and right, like left directional, right analog at the same time. How are you going to do that with one finger? <clears throat> what do you mean, can't do that one finger? People how, don't actually do it. How are you going to hit the two directions, analog and the, the, the directional, at the same time? 
if you if you're holding okay so <clears throat> if you're holding a controller like this right yeah if all you do is you push that controller this way and you can push it this and you can push push the direction this way you're using your you have four fingers here you can use for buttons yeah you don't have to rely on the ones right here you can rely on any of these four so say a super move right you can block along with charge for your super say you're playing with like a character like a guile you can charge also block and charge your super at the same time even and you mean all you'd have to do to use your super is just let go you don't have to let go one or the other you can keep on defending so what do you use your pointer finger or something no you you no you just use no because you're using your two thumbs are using your analog so you why can, would you use your right analog well no you wouldn't game? no you wouldn't you'd use your directional pad yeah in a fighting game but to do like say that what i was just talking about you could actually hold grab your analog the analog next to you and pull it this way then hook the other direction on your directional pad hitting both directions at the same time so the right analog moves you too no you can it won't re it'll register both inputs at the same time but what does the right analog stick do in the fighting game it allows you to move just around like, like move your character around why would why just that, that's how they program them all. That's oh, I've, I've never oh, actually tried where, it. <laughs> where, like, for instance, like the controller I have uh, was designed by the guy, so people can use it in tournaments because it has an SEO cleaner in it, which a lot, which means you hit one, then hit the other, it stops the other input and only registers the other input. It can't hit both at the same time. Um, which I don't know. What, like, obviously, if they were to say tomorrow, "Hey, PlayStation controllers are not allowed out of tournament anymore," people would have a fucking fit. Because nobody's actually cheating. So you're telling me they could go like this or something? No, 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 no. They no. don't actually do it because they're not no. actually cheating with it. No, because oh, you like, could yeah, you oh, can just okay. cheat it because he can't keep up anymore. <laughs> um, no. I'm serious. That's what happened. He was fucking cheating. No. He like, got banned for it. End of story. Nate's just trying to justify it because he loves the dude. No, so you can go like this, right? Yeah. Uh, say, and by doing this, because, well, actually you do this. You would hold forward. And then you would hold back and down because you want to block. Mm -hmm. um, and that's if you were on that side of the screen. Uh, well, this side of the screen. How yeah. long does it take to charge like that? It takes about two seconds to charge like a super move for charge characters. And you don't uh, have to hit any face buttons? You do, but you can have them on here. Oh, so you can reprogram them. Yeah, you can. That's legal? legal? Yeah, that's legal. You can change the buttons anywhere you want. Uh, Anywhere you okay, want on the all controller. Right, all right, all right. You all just right. can't. You can't hit two directions at the same time. That's the big thing. And that's what the guy got in trouble for? Yeah, because he made... There was a left input over here, and there was two left inputs. Well, two a light left and right input over here that he made with the hitbox. So you could go like this on a PS, uh, play, which is fairly easy. I can do that barely even trying, and yeah. I could block. And as soon as he attacks me, and I block it, I can just let go. Boom! My super goes right off. Uh, and you know what I mean. But they don't consider that cheating. But I consider yeah. that cheating. Yeah, because you're a whiny PMS bitch, and you're lying. Um. <laughs> And you're lying? What? Well, no, because if I were to do the same thing on a hitbox, they would call it cheating. I'm doing the same exact thing. You're not doing the same thing. And how am I not doing the same thing? I'm not going to sit here and debate it with you, Nate. You do an argument over stupid shit. <laughs> it's the same thing. Anyway. Uh, but the politics within the fighting game community is a whole other discussion. <laughs> uh it's not politics. He was caught cheating. End of story. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, like, but for Grim, like, same thing as Grim, like, I think Naraka is easily one of the best games to come out this year, aside from the hackers. Yeah, my problem with Naraka 
because I fell off of it because of the hackers, and I still love PUBG more. So I'm just kind of like. And you, you were having a hard time playing PUBG too, right? Mm. You were getting like stressed out over it. No, PUBG's just I'm I'm pat. I can't play PUBG anymore because I've now played a game that plays just like it but better. And I used to always say to you, if if something that plays better comes along but it has the same style, mm -hmm. I'm gonna play that more. Oh. Like that's why I like it more. It's basically PUBG, but with everything done better from a hardware from like a programming perspective. I wish they would they would I know it's the whole point of the game because it's super people, but I'd like for them to come out with like a basic mode without the power ups. Oh, okay. And see how it how, then 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 compare it to PUBG. Hmm. It, it, that's what I mean. It, it comes out better because it's just it plays just like PUBG, but without that issue of like choppy, hard, hardly working well shit. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't played it in like a year, so I don't know. About PUBG. Like, you love PUBG, but you get annoyed with that shit. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You get really annoyed. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a, it's a good game. Maybe a basic mode where like you don't get any power ups and there's no level ups at all, and the only way to get any kind of power ups is finding pills. I like the fact that it. Gr it it grows in time. Yeah. It's fair because it, it makes sure that you don't end up in a situation where, like, you were unlucky and never found any. How's how's the, then, the, the randomizer on that? Like, is there always, like, can you always drop at this one location and then there'll be, there'll be everything? It's huh? random. It's, it's random. It, it's, it's no, that's what I'm saying. Is it Does it work yeah, well? Yeah, it's always, it, yeah, it's random. Yeah, yeah. The, my only real issue is I've had games where, like, I've gone in and not gotten a single one of my weapon power-ups. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would I ever use my fucking, um, anything? Why would <laughs> yeah. I ever use any other gun? Like, why would I go through the trouble of finding that gun when I haven't gotten a single one of the power-ups for that? And I'm yeah. sitting on this shit weapon. Mm -hmm. Like, there's certain aspects that annoy me with that, but that's... Like, I never really feel like I'm, I'm behind on my abilities and shit. Well, I don't, you, you, I don't know. It's so, weird. Um, it's weird to explain. Grim, talk about your D&D. &D. Yeah, so that was the next, yeah. Alright, hang on a second. Cause let me just name this fucking image I was working on. Sailor. Or, well, get into, like, we transitioned. Do you train, well, what okay. you learned, what you learned from the first one and then on to the from the first one. I thought I did. <laughs> this is the issue with my D&D, okay? I always think that I've learned and then I just top-heavy everything. We're, we're only two towns in and I'm like, dude, these fucking these properties are gonna give me a nightmare. <laughs> this idea I had for hunting for weapons and weapon shops and shit is gonna give me a nightmare. <laughs> like, it's just all crashing down on me already. Um... Yeah, so we basically, we ended our first campaign because we had people who wanted to know what was going on from the start. So we added some new players and we started up a new campaign, which is going really good. And the best part about it is that the players are starting to understand how to actually play. Like you, the last session we did, 
Nick fucking turned the entire campaign on its head. And now I have <laughs> another <two laughs> worth of content for you guys to go through. Mm. Like, just massive shit. Um, basically, I haven't really learned much other than just keep it fun, you know? Like, I'm having a fucking blast. I'm having so much goddamn fun doing playing D&D. Yeah, no. Like, I don't really know what to talk about. I guess you guys could talk about what you've learned. Well, no, I think in general, like, I think we've seen, um, well, Critical Role actually had a big part in, obviously, uh, a lot of people playing D&D again. Uh, but in general, it seems like a resurgence of a lot of people. I don't know if the pandemic had anything to do with it, probably partially. Um, no, a lot but of people are trying of, to on the Critical Role thing. That too, um, but... But I think the pandemic also people are finding, trying to find things to do and stuff. And I think that was one of the things is people started playing tabletop RPGs again. Yeah. It's <clears> like, <throat> in my perspective, tell you the truth, what I, now that I got my mind going, what I think people have learned is, for example, Bazinga here. When we first tried, when I first told him to play D&D with us, girlfriend aside, he was like, that doesn't sound like something I'd want to play. Like, mm. you didn't seem like you had any want to play it. Mm. But now that you have played for a year with us, I'd like to think that even though you're doing it because you want something to do, you know, keep your mind off stuff and, and have fun, I'd like to think you also understand why people play this now, at the very least. Like, you get what's fun about it. Because almost every session, we have at least a good hour and a half of just laughter and bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's very entertaining. So I like to think that the people who are playing with us who weren't really into the idea of playing have come to realize how incredibly fun D&D actually is. It kind of just makes me bummed that Todd didn't really give it a chance. Yeah. Because, like, it really is incredibly fun. Once you get going and your DM knows what he's doing, I like to think I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like... Woody has told me I've become I've become a really good DM. I don't think I'm that good yet, but I like to think that in some weird way I'm helping people. I know that sounds weird, Bazinga, mm-hmm. but like for example, you seem more open while you're playing the game with us now. When you first started, you didn't say anything. Hell, your entire character was just to say Bazingle because yeah. either either you were too shy or you weren't like confident in understanding how to play, so you didn't say shit. Mm. Now a year later, and you're fucking throwing one-liners out left and right, trying to build a background about your character being an alcoholic, but at the same time trying to overcome being an alcoholic. By drinking. (laughs) (laughs) You've literally gone from being the guy who's quiet and just sits there and listens to us play, to the guy asking me questions about how his shit works. And Mm. that was the whole fucking point, because if you're asking how your shit works, then that means you're interested in playing. Mm. And that's... What I, I, I can tell I've learned a lot from Viva La Dirt League. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> on the role pl- on the RP part, because like I was like, okay, we got I gotta figure this out, and I've been watching the, the the them do their little RP stuff, and it it's just they act like they're in the game. Yeah, the the trick to to D and D is super simple but super hard at the same time, and it's really and you all still need work on this because sometimes I have oh, yeah. to like. 
I have to interrupt and get you guys to talk to each other, but it's just as simple as understanding that, for example, when we get to the campaign next week and we play, you guys said you were going to go to the mine. So I'm going to be like, all right, you guys are heading out to the mines. What are you doing? And then we, and then we all game. go. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, that, it's difficult to realize, but it's super simple. One of you just needs to go, all right, I think maybe we should sneak up. Or, I don't know, guys, how do you want to do this? Just start a conversation. Yeah. That's all it is. You start a conversation based on how your character would react, react and what situation you're in. And you let the conversation flow, and that's how you play D&D. It's so much easier than people think, because they're like, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. What are you? Oh, I play a warrior. Is he an angry guy who likes to fight all the time? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Then in every situation, you just kind of act a little pissed and act like you want to fight. And then you let the group dictate to you, hey, man, calm down. You don't want to fight. And now you have a fucking, you have an RP moment. Yeah, and it's it's not like, um, like, it's easy to manipulate the game to make it work for the people that don't quite understand it. Yeah, because I try to help with that. Yeah, because, like, I'm like, uh... Does that work? Can I do that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just ask. I want to slap him in the face. Can I slap him in the face? <laughs> yeah, just fucking ask. Yeah. Like, you're right. Viva Le Dirkley teaches you a lot of shit because, like, next level stuff, for example, is Bodger on that show. Mm -hmm. What does Bodger always do? Jumps into a bod <laughs> the dead carcass. <laughs> no, is it Bodger? Oh, sorry. Am I getting Bodger wrong? No, no, the blacksmith. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you know who I'm talking about. The, um, Rowan. <laughs> every single situation they're in, it might be Bodger. Go, he goes, "My character is stupid. Mm -hmm. That's my character. So I can't think about this stuff. I need to let the group convince me not to do something stupid because I'm an idiot. So I'm going to do something stupid. So yeah. in every single episode, anytime something comes up, he's like, like they get they get confronted by a giant and they're all like, we got to be careful. And he's like. You good sir have pissed me off, and they gotta now they gotta yeah. I just, the last the last fight with the, giant. the last one I saw was about the wolves. It's like right in the early early stages, and uh, yeah. he's like, but and he goes, maybe we should attack the leader, and then they go and kill everything, and everybody's all mad at him. He's like. I was right. We shouldn't have killed. We should have just killed the leader. Oh. <laughs> but once I was right. If you if you watch those episodes, you get the point. He's picked a character and he just makes sure to stick to it. So, just stick to what you're doing, Bazinger, as your drunken guy. You mm -hmm. know, Nate's character's kind of heartless and cold. Stick to that, and then you choose at one point, Nate, yeah. when you want to go when you when you think your character has hit his limit. Because I'm going to try and push you. I'm going to give you more options to be cool. And you, as a character, have to decide when you think, I can't go that far because the group might not like it. So now's the time for my character to grow a little bit and maybe not do the thing everybody expects him to do. Hmm. And that's how you play d, &D. It's well, not. It's hard, but it's not hard. Well, my character's cool because he was left behind as a child. <laughs> but... Yes. So <laughs> there's, going to be a, there's going to be a point in the game where mm -hmm. you either accept that or you go full asshole <laughs> so, but that, that's just how D&D works I know it sounds hard for people out yeah. there who may be listening and may not understand it but if you know, again use Bazinga as a guiding light here he is someone I don't think would 
I ever expected would actually like D&D, and now I like to think he hmm. looks forward to playing every other week with us. Oh, yeah. And he has fun doing so it. So we have a comment here. It's, he says, I, I, I like the podcast as a barber. I, I, there's a stage of every stage of beard growth. <laughs> what is he talking about? Our beards. Yeah, oh, your yeah, beard, my beard, his beard. Just so you know, mine isn't growth, it's just left. I don't even rule this shit. Aaron will walk up to me and be like, why is there hair going like this? I'm like, because I'm going to look like a fucking wino. No, I I trim mine well. I'm John the wino. (laughs) Also, call out, if any of our viewers, I'm looking to maybe add one person to the new campaign that we're working on. So, I mean, if you want to drop a message to one of these guys that they can get it to me, I might be interested in adding you. Actually, free program for, on Steam. So I got somebody actually Ooh. that might want to. Who his he's obsessed with tabletop RPGs and he collects a whole bunch of books, but he's never really played one. Oh. Okay. Now he would know that he won't be playing with you, right? Because you don't you. No, but I'm I, adding I, him to the new campaign because you don't play every week. I don't know what his nights off are, but um, out to find out. Find out for me because I think we have like four people. Yeah. With Bazinga, Alex, Nick, and Woody said he'd play as long as he's not traveling, so we don't know what kind of trouble we might have with the traveling with Woody. Hmm. So I'd like to have a solid four. Yeah. And that way, if one drops out, we still have four. Like, five is what I want. That way, we have a solid four most of the time. Yeah. Oh, no, Woody will have to buy a laptop. Oh, that's going to... Oh, he's going to be upset over having to buy a laptop. <laughs> well, he's got a laptop, I think. I just no, no, I'm just saying, if he, if he had to get a laptop to play... I think I'm he would be like, oh, yeah, great. See if there's a way he can do, like, through Wi-Fi or whatever so he yeah, can yeah. play. And I'm sure he'll try his best because he wants to play. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, we could use another player. I, I was going to drop a thing on the forum. So if that, mm-hmm. if you got a friend who wants to play, Nate, yeah. before I drop anything on forums and try to pick up some person I don't know. All right. Uh, so real quick before we move on because you want to do all this shit. The new campaign is about D and D, dude. I mean, uh, Dragon Quest. It's using Dragon Quest assets. I'm generating the entire campaign of maps before we ever start. Oh, I know that sounds insane, Nate, but the idea is to have all the maps done so I can just freeform the story. Oh, okay, yeah. We yeah. go as we go, and so I won't have to work on the maps, and that way it leaves me time to work on the other campaign while we're playing through it. Hmm. And I've I've already made like 15 maps. Hmm. Like insane, and they're all from from Dragon Quest. Yes, right? like I'm taking I'm taking actual pictures from Dragon Quest games, <clears throat> Nate, striking oh. them down, putting them in the corner, cutting off the edges, and then I'm building stuff around. Like the towns are not maps that you're gonna fight on, so they're not battle maps. Instead, they're a pit, they're like an artwork from the game. Oh, okay. And then all the information for the for like the shops and shit on like scrolls and stuff. So. We, when they see the map, you'll see all the weapons, all the armor, you'll see all the villagers and stuff, so you know who to, you can talk to and all that, and yeah. you'll just have a nice artwork representation of the map. Yeah, nice. I'll actually send you a picture just to see what I'm doing on um, Discord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not on Discord, on um, Facebook. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And that way, all my design can be on battle maps for actual dungeons and shit, yeah. and I can spend a lot of time making my dungeons look cool and stuff. Let me go ahead and you can move on, though. Anyway. I'm going to drop this picture while you do that. All right. So, 
Yeah, that's like the thing in gaming for me. It's weird because I just I didn't pick because you're obviously Tears of Arise, but I only briefly have played that so far, so I don't really want to pick that because it hasn't had a big of an impact yet. I guess you could say because um, usually it is an RPG most of the time every year. Yeah, I, um, I, I gotta play Tales of Arise, dude. I really need to get going on that shit. Hmm. But obviously, we're gonna have Dark, uh, not Dark Souls, <laughs> freaking um, Elden Ring, oh Elden Ring at the, this year. So I mean, that's gonna be, and most likely by like summer, I'm guessing would be uh, Breath of the Wild two, possibly or by September. So I can't wait to play Elden Ring. I don't. Even, I like Breath of the Wild. I don't even care, dude. Mm-hmm. No, Elden Ring is gonna so be awesome. For Elden Ring and Dragon Quest two uh, D three D. And yeah, I'm praying and, that Dragon Quest 2D 3D is a smash hit and, because I want Squaresoft to make all their other game, and, their games. Like and that. the other game I'm like super excited for is uh, Strat- Triangle Strategy, whatever it's called. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that looks that's going to be fun. Um, just the fact that it's like a comeback. Like It doesn't feel like there's been a decent... like There has been actually some decent ones actually on Switch. I can't really say that because there actually has been some decent strategy RPGs on Switch um, that are pretty good. Strategy RPGs... They feel way too whimsical to me. I like the old days where, like, like Tactics Ogre opened up with, like, a war has been raging in the lands for 30 years. And it gives you, like, this tactical battle that's, like, the people of this village were executed mercilessly. Like, uh-uh. they get you into the setting of this is a war. I like that in my tactical RPGs because what the fuck? You're playing a tactical RPG. Why is it about kids throwing snowballs? You're killing each other. It's a war. That was only the Game Boy Advance one. It was only to teach people how to play it. But Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You can't be that whimsical when you're playing a game about like literal Game of Thrones backstabbing and murdering. And yeah. it's all whimsical. Yeah, no, uh, that's... That no that's sense. That is actually the best part of a lot of these strategy RPGs. They're very... It's a very political intrigue. Which is... the and they, they're just not doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, no, and Triangle Strategy. Yeah, Triangle Strategy is supposed to actually be just like that. So, And there was some other... Look, so, I'm super happy for that. Yeah. I don't know. So, now, the question is, is Triangle Strategy going to have multiple starting characters? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out, too. So, Or are you going to start with one character and like pick certain characters as you go through? I don't know. Or go to different areas and get certain characters as you go through the map? I don't know. At another point, too, um, although it's not out yet, oh, God, I forgot what the fuck it was. I literally just forgot what it was. It was something that was just announced coming this year. Oh, this year, um, the Elune Chronicles. We got that this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Announced. Announced it, yeah, For right. those people who are huge fans of Shikoden, uh, we finally have what is effectively a new Shikoden coming well, out. Well, it's, make- it's by the same makers. It's just they can't use that name. Yeah, that's why I said effectively a new Shikoden. I'm yeah. very excited. It looks beautiful. I expect they're going to use the 2D, 3D graphics a lot. Yeah. To go with shit, but it, I'm so fucking excited. That's another good thing that happened this year in gaming, in my opinion. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I think next year will be more of an RPG-esque year. Definitely. But... Well, we'll hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. Um... Just in general, but like, oh, actually, one actual great, I guess you could say, mention of a game that was really good, uh, Hades, is absolutely one of the best games that came out this, like last year. I haven't played that. It's really good. That's really, really good for one of the games. Um, but, yeah. 
I have bought a lot of games. You I bought have a not, lot of I games. I have not played them. Oh I just... Nope. See, I've stopped myself. Like, for a few Steam sales ago, I stopped myself from oh, I've buying got, I've Steam, got over from, 200 games on Steam. Steam games. I'm like, I got Mario Golf. I got <laughs> Cruising US or Cruising Blast or whatever. Um, I got the, the, the VR headset. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty fun. That's yeah, what I've been playing. No, the, the, quest VR. Is, the quest is actually really cool. Yeah, I've been playing the VR. I, I literally finished the first part of the that three the trilogy campaign there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're really short. It's like yeah. 45 minutes. Like, I just I fought a whole bunch of robots with, with Darth Vader. Oh. And he's like, you did very well. Like, yeah. uh, okay. And then it <laughs> ended. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's very, very linear, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. It's super linear. Like, you can, you can walk around and stuff, but, like, as for the way the gameplay is, like, some of the robots, they just, I'm like... Die, you son of a bitch! You know, because mm. you you, you want to go like this, but like nothing's happening, so you just gotta wiggle it in front of you. <laughs> Die! <laughs> but it's just it is yeah. what it is. I, I I after that I'll try the other one because there's one like Tales, Star Wars Tales. Okay, yeah. So I'll see how that one is. Uh, I almost I almost picked up Squadrons yesterday because it's got a VR mode. That'd be really cool in VR mode, actually. Yeah. It's only like. Playing Star Wars games, just ugh. Um, I'm supposed to be talking about the best of the year. Not- yeah, <laughs> I am. That's one thing. So okay. Well, the we're, quest in general. Well, we're gonna move on to media and stuff anyway. So I am okay. So uh, so far I have been super, and I'm not really hopeful. I was super hopeful for the. Uh, well, I am hopeful for the High Republic game done by Quantum Games. That does look impressive, uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. They I, haven't even showed anything. How do you know it's impressive? Um, that does look pretty cool. But <laughs> what looks pretty cool? They haven't shown anything. <laughs> um, it sounds. They were making a Star Wars game. Bye. <laughs> well, no, they, they that trailer was that was probably one of the best Star Wars trailers in a long time. Um, Eclipse. <laughs> Grim's looking it up to double check. Um, it's one of the best like Star Wars trailers. Eclipse. It's really, no, no, really. No, it's a really. It's a. It's a really cool. It's one of the best trailers. But aside from that, like I am not. I was hopeful. I was really hopeful for the movies being based on the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Oh, the okay. next ones. The next ones. And I've read the first two oh, books God. and the two side stories, and they're terrible. Okay. Okay. Like they're terrible. Why? Why the hell are you pretending that you were hopeful for them to be based on High Republic when you didn't know what High Republic was until the day they started it, and then it turned out to be the worst shit they've ever done? Yeah. Um. Well, it's not it's that. A it's fucking rock. I I like. Okay, I like the because I so I remember beginning reading the first book of High Republic. I was like, oh, this is a really cool premise. Like, um, this like st- like. You mean this huge station got hit by like a huge like asteroid? Well, it wasn't an asteroid. It was actually a ship in hyperspace that fucking blasted through it. Um, it and, got hit and, by a, an asteroid known as the dude who directed the three new movies. Well, well no, it's like um, <laughs> it was a cool premise. Like it hit, but you don't even know it's an asteroid until the end of the book, and then you realize it was the other ship they were talking about in hyperspace that got lost in hyperspace and blasted through this, and this thing goes crashing down to a moon and kills everybody. It's like it's a pretty cool premise, but then that's like the only thing good about it. Like the characters, like the whimsicalness, which drives me up a wall. Because uh, <laughs> um, I don't see Star Wars characters as whimsical. Um, or Jedi is whimsical in general. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, that's kind of, they introduced like the main bad guys, the 
uh, the Nihil, which is okay, whatever. These guys are okay. They're halfway decent of bad guys. They're not great yet. Um, and then the second book, I was just like, okay, these no, <laughs> these are not like these are not. I need like okay, like these are not like bad guys in like. They're 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 bad guys. I would think a Jedi would just like kind of like wave his finger and they die, kind of characters. It's like these are not really threatening, uh, kind of characters. But I am excited. Okay, so but I do have some excitement for the third book in the series though because the first two books were written by two authors. I have no idea who the fuck they were. <laughs> uh, one was a comic book writer I've never even heard of, and the second book was someone else. The third book is written by a person who I have read tons. She's written tons of star wars books uh in also in legacy as well claudia gray and she's a really good writer well i can so speaking of star wars boba fett came out today yes i watched it i watched the first episode yeah i'm gonna really watch that get home today uh i can't yeah that looked really good yeah that looks yeah and it it shows what happened and i'm i i'm pleased sweet like how oh how he became how he survived yeah how he survived yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's the same as the comic books. How does it happen in the comic books? Um, basically, he gets like trapped inside the the belly of the Sorlacc. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his armor, something about his armor that kept him alive enough to crawl out. All right. Well, he does something, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Though. Yeah. Um. So, but anyway. Um, no, that's really exciting. And I'm super excited for the Obi-Wan series now. Just the fact that um, reading, listening to the interview between Hayden Christensen and uh, uh, Hugh and McGregor after they shot the uh, last scene, which is the fight scene between him and uh, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they shot for, uh, took two days over, um, I think they said 26 hours of shooting or something like that total. Um, and they said they, for both of them, they said that was one of the most intense, like, scenes they ever shot like like you know I mean doing like putting in the work to fucking get the fight scene right holy crap like so it's it's gonna be pretty awesome i think i can't wait to see that series and the fact that we're gonna see a pretty epic battle between darth vader and uh, uh see, I'm obi-wan gonna, I'm obi-wan i hope so because people like to mess shit up but i would I hope it turns out all right, so I can get back into Star Wars. It's yeah, it seems like the fact that they got Hayden Christensen back to do it, which is pretty sweet. So, but yeah, that's what it is. Um. So anyway, we're getting <laughs> aside from Star Wars news. Um, Grim, what would be the most memorable? Uh, I would say piece of media you've consumed this year. Add a second. Holding for Grim. Okay, what? So what'd you say? Piece of media I've considered consumed this year. Jesus Christ! You know what? It's not going to be TV shows, anime, or anything like that. Yeah, it's going to be the entire um, Dresden Files series because I think I listened to just about every book this year. Holy shit! I finished up. (laughs) I finished up Battlegrounds about two months ago. That shit had me bawling my eyes out. Spoilers. <laughs> when they kill Karen Murphy and it breaks him, dude. Oh. Fucking rough. Yeah. Uh... Like, the entire point of her character was he, her rock. She was like his rock from like start to finish. Mm. 
and then he always it, he's always the, the thing that makes it rough is that every single book is him flying to her so that she doesn't go with him because it's fucking dangerous well, yeah. for a, a, a normal human to be messing around with this shit like mm-hmm. fighting demons and all that stuff and then like he he kind of gives in and, la- and like in the book before this starts letting her work with him and then she gets killed because she's there working with him well yeah just rough, sad, but rough shit. Yeah, but yeah, it was. But it he was is. Entire... Yeah, he's one of the best authors of our time, though. Dude, his character, the fucking character of Dresden, is just fucking amazing. No, but Jim, yeah, everything about that character is great. Jim Butcher is easily one of the best writers of our time, I think. Um, in general. Also, my favorite character is Ebenezer, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that is a memorable. As far as books, I would say easily the best book series I think I've read uh, is the First Law trilogy. Uh, Joe Abercrombie is an. I wanted, uh, dude. This is gonna sound fucked up. He's an incredible that's, fucking. That's writer. the one with the gay love scene at the start, right? No. Yes, it is. No. I'm pretty sure it is because mm, I remember. No. I remember only listening to half of it. No, the fight, the first scene in that book of uh, the 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 first book, it's called The Blade itself. Uh, The first scene is this guy literally running from this other guy trying not to get killed. And then they both almost get killed. And you don't know if he's dead until like two chapters later. And that's how the first chapter begins. (laughs) It's crazy. And then the second chapter and then the second chapter is uh, introducing the character Glockta who is a fucking tormented, he was tortured and then survived. So he's just a bitter old man. Well, he's not really an old man because he's not that old, but he acts like a bitter old man. And he loves, to, and he's now an inquisitor. Okay, so I'm he gets to torch, he gets, he gets to torture people. Um, It is maybe a super, the first law is a super dark fucking series. Have, have you watched right. the TV show? The what? The Dresden Files. It's okay. Okay. No, I did no, watch the show. Hell. Go to hell. So I did. I did. Mixing, I, okay, I did watch the TV off, series. I want to some stuff so people don't understand. Maybe I'm missing something. All right. I I have nothing against gay people. I didn't want to listen to the graphic explanation of how he was getting blown and all that. <laughs> That's. I was like, I'm trying to work and I'm listening, and it just. I was like, Ugh, I don't want to hear this. And it, the same thing. There was another book I was listening to where it opened up with a girl, like a dude and a girl banging, and I was like, I don't want to hear this at work. Um, well, well, it's, well, it's like it's trying to watch the last season of Torchwood. Woo! Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that bad. Anyway. No, that's that's the wrong book. That is the wrong book. He does get descriptive with his uh, sex scenes, but not like that. Is there a book of his that had like the cover is like a dude on a horse? No. All his all his covers are like weapons of some kind, usually. Um, like obviously the first book's called The Blade Itself. And the first cover is just blood splatter. I'm thinking on the cover. Uh the one I have anyway is just blood splatter. Because you keep talking about this Dresden Files, I'm like, I've heard that name before. Yeah, the TV show the okay. Files I is think really good, I, I, I would say I, check it out. I okay. I'm, I'm also, so I watched that T V series. Mm-hmm. It was hugely different from the book. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did like... Oh, you mean like the Wheel of Time? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. The, thing, the, okay, the thing is, though, I sat through the whole series because I actually got... it. What it turned into was good. Like, I think he pulled off the character of Harry Dresden really well, the guy playing him. Mm-hmm. 
Everything else was different though. Um, but as of its own show, it actually turned out to be pretty good. But the backlash from the fans because it was so vastly different, it just didn't go anywhere, and they canceled it. Yeah. Plus, it's from oh, 2007. Because we're talking about this Joe Abercrombie dude. I have read one of his books, though, because I literally just, like, half a year ago, read um, a little bit of hatred. I thought that was real fucking Okay, cool. yeah, that's the... Okay, so a little bit of hatred is the second... So that's the uh, second trilogy, second after, trilogy. Uh, after the first law. And it's, a, it's not the same characters, but it's in the same world. And, yes. it, and they're getting closer to the Industrial Revolution in that timeline. Um, yeah. So, yeah, which well, is I just put a hold on the blade itself on this website and I'll get it when I can. Yeah, that blade itself is fucking incredible. Holy shit. I'm looking to get into something else, but like I've really enjoyed a little bit of hatred. Yeah, I a little bit of hatred. Well, you should just finish that tri- finish that trilogy first. Um, it's not all out yet. It is all out. Wis- all three Wisdom of Crowns. All, all, a wisdom. Right. It is all out. Shit, they are all out. All right. I have them all. Um, <laughs> I just haven't read them yet. The I have them all. The book isn't available on the website that I uh, have. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Grim. So the one thing, so on my Plex server, I'm starting to build an audiobook library. Yeah, but I can't download them. Well, no. What do you use to listen to? I use an, um, I use this like track sport thingy I bought. It's I like a P3 player type iPods. of thing. Um, it's like a media. It's just something that I can't break easily. That's well, why I did it, well, I no, but you, iPods. if you go onto the MyPlex server on the on the browser, you can download files from it. Excuse me. <laughs> like, like I put like all of Wheel of Time on there, and I put like one. Let my don't, uh, dude, don't give out that you're breaking the law, you prick. <laughs> Fucking Christ. well, these are you all. Are like, you are the idiot that, that like robs a bank with no mask and no gloves. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, but gives his name. Put all the money in the yeah, bank. Yeah. Says Nathaniel Palmer. Yeah, but I actually own all these books too, though. Yeah, I actually own all these books as well, though. So it's not. I don't care a shit. Um, <laughs> says Nathaniel Palmer. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um. I have a limp in my left leg. And I'm not left-handed. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Palmer. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Okay. My social security number is <laughs> That's a strange serial number. That's anyway. Um, social security number. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I can probably find them. Uh, and put them on there. I own the physical copies of the books, but that's a whole other. So, so for me, with with like media, um, don't listen to Grim because he's just gonna bad talk it. But I did enjoy most of the the Marvel shows that came out on the Disney Plus. Fucking terrible. Loki. Uh, terrible. The, there was a cartoon one, uh, WandaVision. Terrible. They were um, good. I liked them. So I Hawkeye was really good. Uh, <laughs> I liked Hawkeye. Marie, all right, Marie got into like, and she likes WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking terrible. I was no. briefly watching it. I was doing other things, but I did actually start paying attention uh, near the end of the season. Um, it got a whole lot better. Well, they oh, usually God do. Damn it. I was hoping for once in your life you had a comic <laughs> point of genius, and you were going to go. I got into it at the end of the season. Fucking terrible! And oh, no, it's not, no, 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 no. Okay, so I can reiterate. It's I, I, I am not saying it's good. 
It's not something I would watch. They're they're not like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. I just enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, But then uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Was the only movie I went to the movies to see. So, so hands down, okay, so best movie I think I saw this year was Ghostbusters. The best movie I watched in general, I think that was the most inspirational, most moving movie I watched this year was Midnight Sky. Um, it was a very, uh, it was a super, super dark uh, movie with a really, really good message. Uh, which is, I think why George Clooney wanted to do it. Cause he, he liked the book so much. He bought the rights himself, directed it, wrote it, everything and acted it. Um, what movie? Midnight Sky. What's its message? So Midnight Sky is, so this, uh, He's uh, an astronomer, uh, the main character who's played by George Clooney, uh, Augustine. And it you see it's just him and they're like, oh, they're telling because he has some kind of I don't what debilitating debilitating disease where he can't be moved. I think it must he must be on some kind of dialysis or something. They don't exactly ever completely explain that. They just kind of show you vaguely. But he can't get on the helicopters to leave for whatever reason, and there's something coming and they don't tell you what it is. It's something terrible. And basically, it seems like a lot of people are going to die on the planet. Um, but he just gets, he has to stay at the observatory and communicate with the this uh, the starship. Well, it's, it is a starship for the most. It's not they don't call it a starship, but it was going all the way to Jupiter. And then it was supposed to come back on a big on this huge mission um, to collect data and observe our solar system and everything else. And there's a lot of people on board. There's like eight people on board. And obviously, it's in Earth's future. It's in our future. It's like it's 50 years from now. And they, it's what the best thing about it is because he's communicating with this because they're having problems on with their ship and stuff. And he's trying to help them out um, because they can't communicate back. And it gets really dark because you kind of see what's going on. If you pay attention, because the second time I watch it, you pay attention to the computers that he's using um, while he's talking to it or just the there's a lot of like montage scenes of him doing his day to day routine around the lab of this huge observatory. And if you actually pay attention to the screens, um, you can get actually what happened. Um, basically, there was a nuclear war. Oh. Um, and since he's up way up north in this like observatory that's in the middle of nowhere, um, it doesn't really affect him. But it, it does eventually affect him. Like one of the screens, halfway through, if you pay attention, you can see these radiation levels in, on reading, and they're spreading across the planet, like killing everything. Mm. Like because they're huge, so this, and the sky's just getting blacked out. Because of uh, thanks for spoiling nuclear, it that for nuclear, all the nuclear fallout. <laughs> well, it's been out for the book's been out for years. Oh, it's a book. Um, uh, Sweet Girl was pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, with uh, I don't know the guy that plays Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, basically, it's his uh, Evan Peters. No, uh, not Evan. I'm not Evan Peters. I mean, sorry. I'm thinking of Silver Server. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> he. We have two Stormlight Archive books on here, dude. Fail. No, no, no. Those are the um, uh, graphic audio. I'm going to get it. I'm having because those are rare to find and I've been trying different sources to find those. Um, I'm going to get all four graphic audios on there. Those editions of that book are fucking amazing. All right. Holy shit. Um, so sweet, uh, sweet girl is uh, this guy. He uh, his sis, his daughter. Fuck me. His wife is dying of cancer. Okay. And they have like basically like this medication that will like help her live. Yeah. 
and the 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 one of the creators goes and uh, buys out the company that was going to make the g- generic one, so they so he can mark up the price to like a gazillion dollars, hey. and she ends up dying, and then he he freaks out, and then like he goes and it's just him and his daughter, and they go through a bunch of stuff, and then at the end you find out that something happened, and oh. it's not what you thought it was. Oh, <laughs> it's like what? No, oh shit! Yeah, it was it was, it was really good. Um. Like I'm looking through like the movies that I watched because I couldn't remember them, um, but yeah, what was it? Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters was easily, um, it was it was really a breath of fresh air compared to the last Ghostbusters movie. It was exactly what we wanted as fans. I find it funny that so they're coming out with like a box set with Ultimate Edition with yeah. Now it's gonna have all four movies in it. The 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 2016 is gonna be like digital, okay. But they were like all pissed off about it. Why isn't that gonna be in the movie? What you know the box set like the 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 physical the, edition? No, just uh, the guy who made the movie. Oh, they were like, why are you why are you acting like it doesn't exist? I don't it blah, 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 blah. Well, here's my issue. <laughs> they acted like the Ghostbusters movies didn't exist exactly by not making it some kind of sequel or relaying to any of the information from the first one. Yeah. Like I gave that movie a path for the most part um, because it was whimsical and for the most part, but like I did like it, rewatching it again. I, like I absolutely despise that comedy. It drives me yeah, up a wall. Yeah, yeah. But like up a wall. They, they complain that like they act like it didn't exist, but you acted like the original two didn't exist by exactly. not. Yeah. You had the cameos from them, but Bill Murray dies and what's his name's a taxi yeah. driver. Yeah. You know, ooh, you know, <laughs> they they should have had them as Ghostbusters, you know. Yeah. Or something, you know. So it was Don't get mad when you did it. It was your fault. <laughs> well, no. Okay, yeah, but the thing is you it, didn't it, it, it was like all that creator's fault. Dan Aykroyd reached out to him multiple times and said, "Hey, this script you have is not going to work. The fans are not going to like this." He's like, "I will help you. We can write this. Uh we can get I can get Bill on board. I can get uh, yeah, yeah, I can get Ernie Hudson on board." He's like, "We can make this something really good." And he said, "Nope, I don't want your help." The, the best part of that movie was was the guy who plays Thor, and that was terrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, 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 oh. Nate, 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 quick question. Yeah. How the fuck do I download this shit? I need to see this shit now. How about not talking about it now? No, it's too good. <laughs> nope. Nope. Download one later. Um. <laughs> but uh, no time to die was really good. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that, I've heard that. Too that right. is the heart. Okay. Um, the end is heart-wrenching, though. It's like, what? Uh, wow. It was the gorgeous chick in the middle in the black dress. Oh, oh uh, and yeah, Armada. Yeah, I don't oh. care what you think of me. <laughs> Damn, okay? Damn. Anna or whatever the hell her name is. Who? The I girl that was in... Uh, I can never remember the movies. Fuck it. I don't follow <laughs> Anna name. de Armas. Oh, okay. I don't care like about that. her name. She was in was your, uh, your, your cyberpunk movie there. Jesus Christ, people. The only cyberpunk movie. The only cyberpunk movie. Yeah. Running, or not, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, oh. The only fucking cyberpunk movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's other, like, there's other. The only main one that people know of. (laughs) She was in the the new one. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, she was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she was in the only cyberpunk movie. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Even though there's two of them. She was in the only cyberpunk movie. The same storyline. Uh, yeah, yeah. The only 
always are probably weak. Gotcha. Yeah. Name name them name them all. <laughs> name other ones. Well, I mean, name, name them all. Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner twenty thirty four or something like that. Wow, that's what I meant, you dumbass. <laughs> okay, I can, I can throw out like fifty more. How about Arena? Never um, heard of it. I'm I'm talking about ones that people will know. They're all most of them are from the eighties because that's what Cyberpunk was saying. Yeah, I would say though. Two books. Okay, so the one thing I actually discovered too this year was liter uh, lit RPGs. Oh, Jesus Christ! I don't want to hear about Choose your own adventure books. No, <laughs> no, be, like, no, dude. <laughs> lit, yo. And I, I'll, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get onto my server. I'm gonna get all because I own all of them. It's just a matter of getting them onto my server. Uh, all of the uh, all of the land search. It is absolutely great. Elrond Kong is an amazing author. <laughs> Elrond Kong. That's his name, Elrond Kong. Uh, I'm Elrond Kong. My <laughs> <Try> book. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but I would say the the book that really made me look at things super different this year, um, after looking at them in a certain way for years, um, because like I'm a fan of like anything to do with like documentary of Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Um. Because I'm fascinated with serial killers. What do you want? Anyway. Because he was a certified genius. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, no, he, was, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't even close to a genius. All the, uh, not even close. But anyway. No, I know. I just We were just waiting for you for to defend him. He, he was kind of a dumb bastard, but that's beside the point. Um, no, the book that really changed me because the book Chaos, which was actually recommended from a coworker uh, who read it first. And then I read it uh, uh, by Tim O'Neill. And this guy spent 20 years investigating um, the whole, like, Manson murders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 20 years of his life, like, like hunting down, almost getting cut from his publisher because they wanted, didn't want to keep on doing it. He's like, but he kept on coming up with evidence. And then they were like, okay, well, we'll give you another year. And then he'd come up with something else. Like, oh, okay, here's another year. And it kept on going like that for a long time because he kept on uncovering stuff and uncovering stuff hmm. to the point, like, for instance, like I thought the end all to everything that happened in the Manson murders was like the book Helter Skelter. And then this book completely disproves and shows that that guy who wrote that book was lying in half the book mm-hmm. and he proved it. I was like, oh, my God. And then after he did that, the guy threatened to sue him. He sent this letter to his publisher. It was written like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely insane because he knew that book, this book was going to get published. It was at a show that like Helter Skelter was alive. It was lies. Um, and just the shit that went on, like he interviewed judges that were uh, letting Manson off uh, just for no reason. And during the interviews. Uh, because he was after he was let out uh, two years early, mind you, uh, he skipped town, uh, broke his probation right away. Uh, didn't go. Oh, to j- you mean the crazy man tried to run away? Yeah, he no no he skipped Shocker. town. He skipped town. Still didn't get thrown back in jail. Then after that, he was caught like obviously with grand larceny multiple times, breaking in cars, assault, all kinds of shit. After he got let out after two years, never went to prison. Got brought in front of a judge like eight or nine times. Uh, he and in this book, he interviewed at least three of the judges that he went in front. And he said the judges told the during the interview with the judges like I got told it's above my pay grade. Let him go. OK, that's bullshit. I was like, what the fuck? And this happened multiple, like any other case. Right. And he was no, going through. No, no, um, no, no, I'm not going to argue and, with you about it. 
I am going to do my research and prove that that's bullshit, too. Um, right? so, they weren't letting Charles Manson run around because someone in the government told him told him it's above their pay grade. Let him go. Well, no, they were. They were like so, And then he got that. It's crazy because he gets dives into um, – because a lot of the – like some of the CIA files and stuff have been declassified to a point, not mm-hmm. completely. Um, like some of the declassified files are showing that they were setting up what they were calling hippie pads. Uh, especially in California, mm-hmm. where they were literally like posing as like people like selling like LSD and stuff like that, yeah. um, and stuff they were giving selling it super cheap. Uh, and what they were doing is they were actually setting up kind of a laboratory experiment. They were actually taking the data down, watching these people as they were doing these drugs. They weren't arresting them; they were letting them just do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is now documented on declassified CIA documents, which is crazy. Like. And obviously, the, the book goes into a lot more correlations, and there's a lot of correlation between like Project Wormwood and stuff, which is I I was like, holy shit, um, which is actually if everybody checked out, there's actually a really great documentary on Wormwood on uh, Netflix uh, about that whole thing about the guy who jumped out a window and killed himself, um, that was covered up for years until oh. people kept on pushing to the point where the White House actually had to physically apologize in person to the family of what happened yeah, the to their White father. House just walked up and said it. Well, no, the president at the time, the, the president at the time, and uh, publicly apologized to the family for what happened to their father, uh, and apologized. The door knocked on the door. And, yeah, and apologized for experimenting on their his father. Wait, you actually believe this? No, this actually documented. You believe that a judge? No, you actually believe that a judge forced the current president at the time to go to the family and go, "We apologize for covering up." No, the, to your father? No, the uh, the family was invited to the White House. Um, you honestly believe that? It's it's documented. You can watch it on Netflix. It's the whole thing. It's documented. That you, you believe that they were forced, that the White House was forced to do that? Well, no. That because, it wasn't something they did as a political stunt. Uh, well, part you of it. You believe they were forced to do it? Well, part of it was a political stunt, but. Um, no, the, it was 100, 100%. Literally nobody on this planet can force the, the the president in the white house to do anything well no the, the they point do not listen to people well no like the point uh, no, the, the below them well no the point of forcing is that the fact that so much evidence was coming out because the son wasn't letting this go he was like my father wouldn't kill himself he would not let it go uh he kept on pushing got person private got let private go. eyes all over the place Dug in, kept on digging in. He got he got retired he got retired CIA people to speak out. All this other shit it was like holy crap! Like it just kept on digging to the point where the white uh, where our government had to get ahead of it before it was like basically public slander against our government. So for doing the things oh, they did. God forbid. <laughs> There's a constant public slander depending on who's but, in the White House at the time. I would say, though, the book series I'm probably most excited to to get into, actually, in the new year, is uh, Melazan, The Fallen Empire. I've like, been trying to get that, but whole, I'm having trouble, like, getting a hold of it. Holy. Like, I had to re-listen, because I downloaded the audiobooks. Like, I had to re-listen to the first chapter, like, three times. Like, it is crazy how complex that freaking book is. Like, I've re- I've heard about people describe it as, like, every fantasy novel mushed into one. 
uh, with just as many characters. And then you add the Roman Empire into it. And it's super complex. There's so many characters. And you're dealing with a whole empire. And the world building is just intense. It's absolutely insane. I don't know how this guy keeps track of all this shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a 10-book series. And they're all super long. Like, holy. Like, it's going to be... Supposedly, it's incredible, though. It's obviously one of the best fantasy book series um, ever written. So, like... So, so I would like to get into what we're going to do for 2022. But if okay. you would like to talk to the, talk about that. Yeah, okay, so I'll get into that. So that's what I was going to get into, the best comeback ever of a TV series. Um, So Dexter's last season was absolutely kind of shit. And the way they ended it was shit. It was just stupid. Um, Not a real fan of Dexter. Um, like, obviously, his sister dies and he gets his sister killed and he's trying to run off of their, their body and then he just runs off himself. He leaves his son, his... Uh, mistress to run away to Argentina and he goes off to up at a cabin somewhere and then the, the series ends and it was like what is that that what the hell just happened <laughs> um but this uh, I it, but it continues obviously right where it left off he actually moved up to Iron Lake New York um different name completely uh uh, name is, yeah, his name's Baxter now. Uh, <laughs> his name's Jim Lindsay, which is funny because actually that Jim Lindsay uh, is really close to the actual writer of the books of Dexter called James Lanzi, I think his name is. So it's like a play on like the author mm. putting himself in the book. Um, but the fact that uh, Michael Hall is actually, he's the producer, he's he's oh, part yeah. of the writing team, he's the director, and he plays Dexter. Like he was even he voiced out after the end of that last season that he didn't like it. He thought he he thought it was ridiculous what they did with this character. But holy crap, if there was ever a comeback to a TV series from the dead, this series is dead. He's done an absolutely great job of bringing this back and ratcheting up the tension like to like 11. Holy crap. Like this is one of the best like serial killer like TV series and he has brought it back like it, it was never gone. So if anybody's a fan of Dexter, definitely give New Blood uh, a watch. It's absolutely amazing. So 2022. It's around the corner. Mm-hmm. We're barreling through it in just a few days. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. So I would say obviously we pointed out earlier Elden Ring. I can't wait for. So but um I do this year. We are going to. I'm going to get a hold of from that same develop from the same uh, uh, maker as uh, that the verse fighter. I'm going to get the uh, hitbox version of that oh, controller. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you if you keep smacking your lips, man. I so <laughs> it hurts me so much. So I am going to get a hold of that mm-hmm. uh, that controller. So we're going to do a review on the version of that. Mm-hmm. We also have, you're going to make that thing. Yeah. We're also going to make a multiple, we're going to make uh it's going to be kind of like a, a small DIY art project that people can do if they're retro gaming fans to actually immortalize their games. And it's going to be uh how to build a shadow box and put a sound device in it uh, along with putting your artwork and a game inside the shadow box and allow it to, it's weird. Cause I actually, have, I bought a few of them. One is actually a light sensor which is kind of neat. Oh, yeah. uh, when you walk in front of it, it'll just start playing the music. Oh, that get annoying pretty fast. That would get annoying pretty fast. I'm going to uh, have to like go to a freaking <laughs> game exchange or whatever to buy some cartridges so, yeah. so we can make, so we can have one in the studio. Yeah. Um, and obviously the first one, I didn't completely make it. I was just, I programmed it. Mm-hmm. 
um, was obviously Castlevania Simon's Quest, um, and I've programmed it to play Bloody Tears, the original version, uh, when you uh, push the button on the side of it, So, which is really cool. So we, we, we do want to get back into Game Smash. We just have to have figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, because we want to really have, like, our, our motto, this YouTube channel, or, well, rebranding is really high production. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we, we're going to smoke a whole lot of pot <laughs> and then ramble about a game until we figure out if we're talking about the wrong game. <laughs> um, we 20 minutes and then Nate's going to be like, wait, are we talking about Double Dragon? No. Why the fuck am I using Double Dragon footage? <laughs> uh, this is Retro City Rampage. Anyway, see you next time. <laughs> uh, Why are you upside down? Uh, <laughs> um, we do want to eventually have a one of those ambitious projects again. Yeah, like to really use our production quality that we've gotten to. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, in, for instance, like me and uh, Tony Camper have been talking about, and we want everybody involved. We want Ben involved, everybody. We want Grim. We want you involved, everybody. Uh, we I want. Don't, I don't beat dogs. We we <laughs> we want to do a series of horror movies in black and white, of short horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I even got a coworker that I work with, and she's going to possibly get involved too, Savannah. Um, so she might want to be part of it as well. So. I mean, and yeah, it's we're obviously it's a callback to the 1950s horror movies, uh, which is one of my favorite eras of horror movies. Um, I think they were way, way ahead of their time with the limited ability they had um, with camera angles and how things were shot. Um, expression was everything um, in movies like that. I think this could be the year we we do some of those other podcasts that we talked about. Yes, this can definitely be it. So, okay, holy crap, that's a whole other discussion. Holy shit. What? <laughs> okay. So, the biggest thing that has Newsflash, just just in. The biggest thing that has taken over my life for the most part is the mud Ignoring us. It, it is the mud flood. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. The the mud flood like after I looked into it, like I was like, "Oh, this is just a goofy conspiracy theory." I, I like looking. I like looking into a lot of goofy conspiracies. I can get into like a whole bunch of them. They're all just goofy and they're all bullshit. Goofy, goofy, and they're all just bullshit. And they're all bullshit, right? Okay. And I love listening to people's stories. That's just fun. And I, that's how this started. And then I went. I, I watched some more. And I looked up some more. And then I and then I learned about Tartaria. And I'm like, what? And then he looked in. Oh, wow! All this Illuminati. Well, no, not Illuminati. No Illuminati. No, no, no Illuminati. (laughs) And then um, I was I was reading about plate tectonics and all this other shit going on. Um, And then I was started reading about the world's fairs, and I was like, why has no one ever looked into this? What the hell is going on here? Because no one cares. Um, like. Like the thing that really pushed me like past that point of, okay, there might actually be something here was learning about the first world's fair in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. in 1876 took about two years to prepare. Okay. We're talking about an area. There's nothing Mm -hmm. where this, where this fair took place. Okay. There was nothing before they started. Okay. They built in 18 months, 200 buildings. 16 fountains, 16 bridges, and 200 miles. 
two, 200 <laughs> miles of railroad track. Um, and, and okay, so some of these buildings are pretty much paper mache. They're kind of just bullshit buildings. Mm. Okay, they're not no grand Taj Mahal or anything. They're hollow. Like my but, house. Um, they're not, <laughs> but they, they they but they still need to be structurally sound for people to like. Obviously, the the fair went on for six months, so they need to withstand weather and stuff like that. Now, three main buildings. Uh, one building at the time after it was built was considered the biggest building in the world. Literally, wow. Um, but supposedly took 18 months to build. Hmm. Um, along with these other huge buildings, one building was like Taj Mahal level building. Like there's all very integrated craft work in the inside of it. Like there's pillars that were distinctly carved by hand, like marbled floors, painted ceilings, like, holy shit. Like you didn't do this in 18 months, guys. I don't care what kind of army you got. There's no fucking way. Dude, I hate to break it to you, but they did. Because no. there's too there's there's too much red tape now. You're talking about the eighteen hundreds where they literally just paid people to work and overworked them to death. No, 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 but I mean but well I didn't just look into okay, this one event. <clears throat> um I looked into how long construction usually took at that time for things, right? And yes, they were distinctly faster than we are today. Because of what Grim just pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but a building, just say one building, usually took, just one building, took at least six to eight months to build. Yeah, but how many people did they have do setting this up? Um, Is there a documentation? There's got to be. Well, no, they did. Okay, they did have a good amount of people. They had, um, it was a lot of Chinese immigrants. I can tell you that. Uh, oh, from yeah, when I looked at the document. From yeah. when I looked at the documentation, there was a lot of Chinese immigrants. Um Probably a good couple, like at least like 1,500 people that were like, didn't all completely every day. They were there in groups. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but there was a lot of Chinese immigrants, uh, which is sad, but that's a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, like compared to a uh, project at the same time with uh, equivalent level of uh, uh, workforce, they weren't even close. And not to mention like some of the buildings like that, the architecture is like, holy crap. Like these are done by masters, not just like groups of people that are paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, which can just put up a building. Yeah, of course, anybody can put up a building, give them some doc, you give them blueprints, here you go, do it. But this is like craftsman work, like master craftsman work, like holy shit. Um, and that's what really pulled me. And then I started looking into, so there's supposedly construction footage, right? Because obviously this is early age of photography. So there was construction footage, pictures of all the other, the small buildings. Yes, you can see fine construction footage of any of the small little dinky buildings. Uh, some of the bridges even, you can find construction of the land, of the landscaping, yeah. Zero of any of the building, big buildings, not one. Oh, there's a lot of photos that are dubbed construction. And you can look at that photo compared to the, the done photo. It's the same photo. It's like... <laughs> It's, really it's, it's, it's the same photo. And I'm like, that's like, it's like, it made me go, okay, this like really something here. Hmm. It's really fucked up. So like, I think like this like year, like I really think like, and I don't like, I don't condone to, well, I don't not say I don't, I don't give into what the mud flutters think happened. Cause I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I think they're off the rocker. Um, but that's a whole other discussion. I personally think a lot of American history we don't have. I think it's missing. For whatever political reason or whatever happened, we don't know. Um, Jesus Christ, Nate. Go. Um, I right, think go a lot. Of, 
I'm out, guys. <laughs> I gotta eat anyway. And Nate's into time to hate America hippie bullshit. That's not. Like, I don't even think it's that. It's not that. It's, I only no. It's not hating America. I think it's just. I think we're missing a big part of our history, even in America, and, and that technology. we don't know. About. Well, technology too, but like I think just in general. Um, but like, you honestly believe that they faked built this building? Yes, I do. I don't think they. Well, That's no. Insane, Nate. No, I don't think. I don't. You're freaking insane. No, I don't think that like they fake built the building. I think the building was already there. No. Um. Along with no, no, the reason why. Fuck, what is wrong with you two? Well, no, this is the reason why. So, it goes way deeper than that. So, um, I started digging into uh, well, uh, one depressing thing was all the re-education camps that were in early America, which is kind of disturbing. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other discussion. But uh, the one thing from some of the journals that were actually that survived from like Comanche tribes and Lakota tribes, stuff like that, that these journals that actually did survive a lot of these purges. All right, all right, um, Bazinga, because I'm, I'm going to leave in a second. No, no, it's my turn, Nate. I'm going to hit you, Bazinga. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you what he's doing. He's claiming he's not a mud flutter, but I'm going <laughs> to read to you what he's doing. All right, are you ready? Okay. This the conspiracy theory around, revolves around alleged worldwide cataclysm believed by inherits to have taken place sometimes in sometime in the 1800s. The 1800s, Bazinga. 1832. Mm-hmm. Eight, 1832. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. right? A disaster that wiped out a worldwide advanced civilization and allowed the nations as we know them to rise up. So, in other words, the, the, the war for the entire colonization of, of America didn't happen because if that was the case, there would have been a civilization to stop us, an advanced one. So, so here's what it is, Grim. Hey, the event was a mud flood in which, uh, in which several meters of mud washed in and buried the ground levels of houses and buildings everywhere. These cities and towns that were partially buried constituted a worldwide advanced civilization called Tiaria. Tartaria. Which had free Tar- wireless energy as populated. Yep. And, but. And, Least in parts by giants. Yeah, but, it was g- wait, 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 no, 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 Grim, this is this is the D and D campaign. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. we don't know how he's, why we're in the sky. He's claiming that he doesn't believe the theory, but he claims that the building was already there, which means he believes part of this delusional fucking shit. Well, well there are there are some, there are some city houses no, underground. Well, well no, Christmas night. No, because. <laughs> uh, the Comanche, one of the Comanche descriptions of actually described one of these buildings. Oh, We're talking the description was written in the so 15... Hu- this, this description... So anyway, so... War across the entire country in the <laughs> 1700s and the early 1800s and they're going to try and claim that there was an advanced civilization that watched all this and well, we somehow Grim, wiped them out. Grim, you, I can get into a lot deeper and eventually you're going to go, you oh... Deeper, but it's all fucking stupid. And he'll end up in a insane asylum. This happened ten thousand years ago. There was an advanced civilization. There, there was. That's a whole nother. That's the younger dryas. That's a whole nother event. I believe you. I've been listening yeah. to the fingerprints of the gods. I yeah. just got done listening to it. But no, no, 
There is no advanced civilization that was buried by mud in America during the 1832s. <laughs> you crazy fuck. <laughs> 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 I need to go. Adios. Oh, anyway, yeah. Oh, shit. That was funny. Yeah. No, there's a... It's it's disturbing. You look into it. There's evidence. There's real evidence. There's not bullshit evidence. There's actually evidence. Oh, I'm sure there's something. I just, it's crazy. Like, if anything, it shows that what we're told happened did not happen. Or they had some kind of weird technology that built those buildings. Well, no. Even with our best cranes and stuff nowadays, we can't do something like that. Aliens. Um, and the only reason why we build things fast nowadays, and literally, this is actually a term, so I'm not making fun of architecture, but anybody who's actually gone to architecture school knows this term. Um, so when they start teaching you about modern architecture, they use a term called brutality architecture. Do you know what that term refers to? Beating the crap out of people? No. What? Any form of modern architecture because uh -huh. it's so basic. Oh. It's literally most of it's just four walls and a ceiling, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, there's no heart to it. There's no craftsmanship to it. It's just boom, 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 done. And that's what Nate got into this year. <laughs> well, no, I plan to. I just got into listening, like reading about this, and like, and it just led down one rabbit hole down another. Holy shit! <laughs> and it's it's gonna get a whole lot deeper. The only thing that I got kind of sad about was when I found out who discovered it. Who the flat earthers. Oh no! <laughs> Come on! Oh, wow, it, just, it goes right in their their, their 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 narrative. Come on! Oh my god! Those people are off their rocker. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I, I got a text grim this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're the ones who actually first proposed the theory. Uh but I think in anything like, for instance, like uh, what do you call it? A clock is right. A dead clock is right twice a day. So I think they stumbled upon something that. They didn't know exactly what they were looking at. And it's real evidence. It's, ooh, it's creepy. It's creepy. So, yeah. It's really, really creepy. What else do we want to do in 2022? So, in 2022, we're obviously getting to do a whole... We've got, we got to get more videos out. We're going to get like, a whole lot. At least one or two a month. <laughs> yeah, we got to try to do at least one or two a month. Yeah. Um, and obviously, just a matter of coming up with those ideas. Um, and whatnot. And obviously, uh, an actual movie uh, or short film would be yes, I, really I would cool love to do. to do a short film again. That was um, a lot of fun. I, that was like one of the most fun things we've done. Is yeah. The detective uh, yeah. story. Yeah. And I would, I personally would like to do a, uh, a sci, like a sci-fi esque, uh, particularly a Star Wars short film, but uh, a cyberpunk one would be pretty cool too. When we can figure out how, but <laughs> that would consist of things. We'll we'll be buying a lot of Nerf guns, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Nerf guns. Um, no, but in like, but we've learned a lot with green screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, what that Kung Fury? Yeah, that was done with a smaller green screen than we have. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. So I'm. Um, it's impressive what they do with green screens now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can figure it out. Yeah, it's just a matter of. We like, just need a like a green screen rug. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of them they pull down and pull this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they stand on this part, and the curve yeah. lets the light balance itself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, you want to get obviously Tony Camper and stuff like that wants to get. Um, and he was talking about filming fishing videos too. Mm -hmm. So we might help him with that. He wants to do fishing videos. Yeah. So. That could be neat. But the biggest thing is, too, I eventually do want to 
uh, connect with this guy, Alex. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the owner, well, co-owner of Fireside Films, mm-hmm. uh, which they actually have a studio in Connecticut. Um, and they've done a series of movies. Oh, okay. Uh, and they do also short uh, commercials and stuff. Do they for have like corporate. a studio or anything? They have a full studio. They have a real studio. That'd be cool to get a tour or yeah. something. Well, he he was when I was talking to him because uh, he's the husband uh, of a coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, you guys should come down to the series and He's like, "I love talking with the young, uh, what do you call it, other filmmakers and stuff." Because he you has, know, you know, how I am with gadgets. Yeah, he has a lot of shit. Because I'd be like, "Oh my god, what's that? Oh my god!" Like he has a lot of shit. I'll never forget. So, Tony Camper and I have been talking about making videos. God for, yeah, eighteen years or something like that. Yeah, since he's been at Walmart, and so we we uh we went to the uh, the local uh, public access. Yep, and we were. Oh, I remember that place in Westerly. Yeah, that you. Yeah, yeah, I remember that place. We got, we got, we went to the class and we we were got, learned how to do stuff. Yeah, and we went into their studio. They had the green screen. They had the camera, like the big old cameras. Yeah, and they had a room with all the freaking buttons and stuff. And I'm sitting there going, moving around, not idea what I was doing, but I figured it out. Oh yeah, and they're like, how do you know what you're doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just figured it out. I just did it, and it, it was awesome. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, we did. We did, and then we we wrote storylines and stuff. We have some stories that we could make, you know. Oh, I know. And uh, I don't know. So we've always talked about doing that. So yeah. maybe finally that'll happen. Yeah. No, it, it could easily definitely happen. And I definitely want to try to use downtown. Um. Um, and I don't know how good. Well, our cameras are decent. They can pick up low light pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think an ideal time to shoot a short horror movie would be downtown um, at like dawn before before the city wakes up. So it looks empty. Oh, okay. Um, just because it would set a certain a- amount of atmosphere uh, for that. But uh, there's a whole other bunch of ideas that I've pushed forward to Tony Kipper because obviously – I'm, I should say, a student of film. I, I, I mean, I watch a lot of things because I love watching people's style and how they shot things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, and how they put things together. Um, and just in general, like, yeah. So, a short film in general will, I think, would be ideal. It'd be, it'd be really cool, especially if we could actually collaborate with Fireside Films. Oh, yeah. So, Does, we got, you got to talk to him more. Yeah. <laughs> get a hold of him or figure it out. Get, get our, get our, get our, tour first so we can meet well them. i wouldn't so really I be a them. tour to be just hanging out with them well guys. whatever whatever it is so <laughs> so i can meet the guy too you know? um yeah he's actually been interviewed and stuff like by big names and stuff oh cool he's actually um and he's on a few not i guess not feature films uh, like b films mm-hmm. um he's done um you can look, i think he's actually on imdb i'm pretty sure he's on oh, imdb okay. so well, that's neat yeah and uh he did a he also did uh, recently. He did two documentaries. One on obviously on uh, uh, Mercy, uh, yeah, Mercy Brown. Oh, uh, and he did one on what the hell? There's another horror, not horror, but like old creepy story about this guy who came to town, like poisoned people or something. Like I can't remember the whole. Wow. Maud something. I can't remember the whole name. Uh, but he did a whole like short film, like a. It was a film. It wasn't a documentary on like the events that happened. Oh, which is kind of neat. So, um, just in general, although I do, I think those films are good. He did, but as far as mercy, uh, Brown, I think there's a way better one that was done by the show lore. 
on Amazon. The reason why, because it shows how that points out how stupid Southern Islanders were. Wow. <laughs> um, and I love it because it's the only one that actually gives credit to the doctor that was friends with the husband, with the father of Mercy Brown, because he was from Providence and he was part of the head medical field in Providence. Mm-hmm. And he was telling him, listen, your friends are nut jobs. Because they were like, she's the only one, her body's the only one that didn't like DK. Yeah, and he was telling her why, he was telling his friend, like, why this happens, why that happens, what actually happens with tuberculosis. Yeah. Why is it affect, how it affects you, how it spreads feel. He was telling him all these things. It, like, it spreads through dead bodies, right? No. No, it doesn't? No. Um, but he was telling him, like, all these things, because they already researched it in Providence and had cures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not complete well, cures. Well, didn't they but eat wait, but her wait, heart or something? No, they chopped it up. They chopped, uh, or no, they burned it. Yeah, they chopped it up and burned it. Yeah. Uh, I think they ate somebody's heart, though. <laughs> I really do. I think they <laughs> ate something. <laughs> they didn't eat anybody's heart. Uh, but yeah, that's what they did. And Yes, they did. They burned it, and they, they drank the ashes. Oh, that's, that's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew and it was something. It's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy, but you feel- They consumed the consumption. Yeah. That's what they- <laughs> but the whole time you're watching it, you're just like, this doctor's just like face popping the whole time. He's just like- why is my friend so stupid? <laughs> oh, Southern Islanders, though. They were stuck in their myths and lures. And, well, there was this other story I heard. Oh. Excuse me. Um, I think it was in Rhode Island where these people would go. They would, like, bury themselves and hibernate, and one would stay awake for the, the winter. Oh, geez. And then they would wake them up at the spring. Yeah. I don't even I don't know how that's possible. I don't, I don't either, but I, I read about it. I don't know if it was just another one of those stories around the time when Mercy Brown was going on. I, yeah. I got to look it up. I don't know what it was called. That just, yeah. I don't know. Southern Islanders believe in some fucking weird shit <laughs> because we weren't that educated, apparently. Edumacated. And I kind of blame my own family for that because my family owned a good portion of Southern Island at the time. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well. It's what it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh given that we've reached the end of 2021 just a few days away we'll move on to 2022 this next podcast will be in 2022 so be sure to check it out we hope you've enjoyed listening to this talking gaming and tech podcast we've rebantered about all the things that we've done without throughout 2021 um and so many things have changed actually it's crazy uh have changed for what we were playing and what we're doing and stuff like that so New year, new setup, uh, possibly return to more conventions, but we will see. And hopefully get back into live streaming some games at least once a week. Yeah. Try, yeah. Just something. Something. Uh, getting the name out there. And obviously if we make connections to other produce, people in the industry, our name will get out there a whole that, lot easier. That's something I want to do. Uh, we got we to gotta do some uh, collaboration. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And yeah, and just in general, and a lot of people are willing to do interviews and stuff. So it's a matter of just reaching out to them. Yeah. Uh, especially like people that haven't completely made it yet, but somewhat made it. Yeah. I, I think that that's something on our fall where we never reached out to people. Yeah. It's time we do that. Like, I think it would be, it's not, I don't think completely unreasonable. Um, it may be a possibility just to help to see what would happen to actually reach out to Brandon Sanderson. Hey, whatever you want to do, um, man. <laughs> um, because he does. He seems to do, I've, I've noticed he does like a lot of small interviews with like just absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know how he would react to Grimm if you if you had him in the interview. 
<laughs> it would be very interesting. I can tell you that <laughs> it would be very interesting. But uh, I that would be a, a I'll film that video because I have no idea anything about that. But it would oh ooh ooh yeah that, that'd be good though that'd be really good yeah, that'd be really good yeah um yeah. So, and there's another other, a number of authors we can get a hold of possibly or filmmakers like budget filmmakers and stuff. So, mm. yeah, but that'll be 2022. So hopefully looking ahead, it's here's COVID in your eye. <laughs> yeah. I have officially banned COVID from Rhode Island. Right. So yeah. if it comes in, it gets getting rested. I'm done with it. <laughs> well, well, Omicron is actually, actually a ray of hope. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, because it is actually a ray of hope because it actually shows the virus is dying. It's a nighttime sniffly season, so you can get some sleep medicine. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a... so there is a lot of hope for the future. Actually, this this is coming to an end. Yeah, finally. So, have a good one. Have a good year, New Year. Be careful, and we'll see you at the next podcast. We'll see you next year. Next year <laughs> for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech. Tech Prime Media. And yeah. I did not let him say it because he would have said get teched. <laughs> <laughs>